the kitchen table has turned into a news desk, we have a major announcement before jumping into today's episode. We are doing our first ever live podcast event, October 30th at the Franklin Theater. We're joined by a very, very special guest, one of our favorite Southerners, Sean Dietrich, aka Sean of the South. And if you know Sean's work, then you know this is going to be a night of songs, storytelling, and the nostalgia that blesses our heart immensely. Yes. We're going to get to interview Sean and discuss his new book that releases this fall. And we get to do all of this at the historic and beautiful Franklin Theater. And we've set up a pre-sale link for y'all to grab tickets right now. The tickets actually go on sale to the general public this Friday, September 2nd. But if you click on the pre-sale link in the show notes, we invite you to go ahead, purchase those tickets and join us for a wonderful special night. It's going to be so special and we want you there. Again, tickets are available for you listeners now because we wanted you to get get to have the first dibs on that. That's right. And we will open it up for public sale on Friday, September 2nd. Fall is starting to peak in with cooler morning temperatures. And you know what that means? football. Here in the South, we love our football, but some of our battle cries are a bit unusual. Join us at the table as we discuss the backstories of a few of those battle cries. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Welcome back, y'all. Hope you caught our special announcement on the very, very front end of this episode. If you didn't, rewind back and listen because we have a very special live event that we're excited to tell you guys about we just can't believe it's happening but it is so we want you to be there with us october 30th okay um before we get started i would love to thank our sponsor for this episode they've been with us all month big thank you to tennessee woodworks they are hand crafts makers of custom farmhouse style furniture from cutting boards to tables to bedroom furniture. They've got it all and you can go check out their selection at TennesseeWoodworks.com. We just thank them so much for their support of this show. All right, we have a topic that's very seasonal, right? <laughs> that's right. We love getting us some college football discussion in. We've done a ton of episodes that somewhat tie into college football yeah so if you haven't listened you should go back and listen to them they'll get you all fired up yeah. for the football season yeah I'll link to college football traditions that was back in 2019 wow that was one of my still one of my favorite, favorite episodes favorites. that we did we did marching bands and major reds uh-huh and then we did one on tailgating in the yes. south which was all football tailgating so those are three shows that if you're just wanting to get back in the mood of football, college football season 
go ahead and start with those. But yeah, as you mentioned in our intro, some kind of peculiar sayings or lines that have chants even that have come yeah, out of I mean we love to cheer on the Vols and you know they have a song Rocky Top but pretty much the battle cry is go Vols go go Vols or... go short for volunteers yeah but yeah so that's not unusual but there are some that it's like what the heck is that right it's not their mascot what does that mean what does that mean yeah so let's dive in okay to those and I guess to start do you start with the one that the whole darn nation knows since they've been powerhouse <laughs> for so long and that's <clears throat> roll tide roll tide yep they go sit in that number one seat a lot so yeah go ahead and start we'll with start them I guess with them well as this story goes and many of these as I was looking into them the story's a little unclear on how this stuff gets going Agree. have you found that yes so anyhow this is what I read Auburn was a heavy favor favorite to win a game. This was back in like 1907. Wow. The Iron Bowl, as they yes. call it. Yes. The Auburn-Alabama game. And apparently that year, um, they were playing in pretty muddy conditions. Okay. The teams ended up in a 6-6 tie. Alabama left the field covered in red mud. And Hugh Roberts, who was a writer for the Birmingham Age Herald, used the term tied in reference to this because he said um, Alabama left the field covered in red mud and that they appeared like a crimson tide. Oh. So hence the, you've heard that phrase before. Yeah. Well, from there, still, you know, really unclear about this roll tide thing. Yes, yes. But apparently, there was a contest in May of 1926. The student magazine called the Rammer Jammer (laughs) had a contest for a new unofficial fight song. The winning tune was called Yay, Alabama. (laughs) And which in its modern, this is just, they they include this roll tide, roll tide in, in the song. Now, Apparently, the original sheet music just had go, roll to victory. Okay. But somehow this has morphed into the roll tide, yeah. which. Yeah. Some of these are like nicknames. It's like, I don't know. It was this, and then it just, all of a sudden, it was Changed this. to that. You but know? isn't that kind of how nicknames go? Yes. Like you think about. They morph. Your Laura Beth, which was LB. Yeah. Later to some, and then. It even got turned into pound cake at one point, like LB. Short. That's the abbreviation for pound. Yeah. And what what rolls off your tongue right after the word pound? Cake. Pound cake. It's not that I was a lover of pound cake, but hey. That's how these things happen yeah. is my point. Yeah. So. Although I am a lover of pound cake, actually. <laughs> so the whole nation has so roll heard tide. so much roll tide so you'll hear the, it at the game that's how they it's like a hello it's a goodbye it's a roll tide it's a chant it's yeah and it's been quite a dominating force for way too long yeah. in my opinion yeah <laughs> well another one that's a little unusual comes from texas a&m gigum Oh, and it's tell. usually said with a thumbs up, gigum. Yes. So this is a phrase that dates back to 1920. The term was popularized by P.L. or Pinky. There's another nickname. <laughs> Pinky Downs, who was a member of the Texas A&M Board of Regents in class of 1906. 
And that is when Downs asked the crowd at a yell practice. Now, we've talked about yell practice <laughs> on our traditions episode. That's the night, midnight at the night before a tradition that they do Pep there. rally, if you will. Yeah. So at the yell practice before the 1930 TCU football game, he says, what are we going to do to those horned frogs? And then improvising, he borrowed the name of a sharp pronged frog hunting tool. Never would have known this. I didn't know this. A sharp-pronged frog hunting tool called a gig. So answering his own question by saying, gig them, Aggies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because they're the Aggies. So for emphasis, Downs made a fist with his thumb extended straight up. So, like, kind of gig them. Like, you're, like, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, and that it's stuck. so funny. So that's what they say. Giggum or giggum Aggies. And then people do this now. Yeah. To each other, right? Oh, for sure. Giggum Aggies, like, with the hand motion. Yeah, yeah. It's also like a greeting or like a, yeah, like chant during the game or, yeah. Well, since you mentioned the TCU horned frogs, I just have to say, first of all, that is such a funny mascot. Mm-hmm. I didn't look into the full story of this, but I know they say, fear the frog. <laughs> It's so great. So that's pretty cute too. Oh, I love it. Okay, where should we go to next? There's I'm still sorry. there's still some weird I ones. I just love this. Woo pig suey. I think it is <laughs> so funny that the Arkansas Razorbacks do I, this chant. I wish we had Bobby Bones on here with us right now to do it for us because he's a big Arkansas fan. Oh well. What is that even? So, Come from. Okay. so it's known as the world worldwide as the hog call, a proper <laughs> hog call. Okay. So you do it three times. It has to be done three times. Yeah. Slowly raising one's arm. You're, do your arms up. I'm uh-huh. trying to do it. Uh-huh. And almost like. Um, oh, yeah. Like the wave. Kind of like, you're like doing how the you're wave. doing the wave. Exactly. Yeah. But with and like spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. <laughs> and you do the the woo on that part yeah and then you pull it you know do the pig suey yeah but you'd have to do this whole thing three times three times um and i've seen that quite often in you know their football games oh yeah that's such a cute little yeah full hog call as they call it that is hilarious they are the razorbacks so it just kind of goes along that you do a proper hog call Well, let's talk about one closer to home, right here at Vanderbilt University. They say anchor down. Yes, they're the Commodores. So, So, well, okay, so in nautical terms, an anchor obviously is thrown down to prevent, you know, the ship from moving. But an anchor can also be a person or an object that can be relied upon for support, stability, or security. So the Vanderbilt football team began using the anchor as a symbol of strength and support in 2004 under head coach Bobby Johnson because he wanted the anchor to symbolize unity and strength throughout the program. I like it. And backing up even further, the reason he would have chosen a nautical symbol is because Cornelius Vanderbilt, who was known as the Commodore, was the one that made the $1 million gift that founded Vanderbilt University back in 1873. A million million dollars dollars in 1873. That's right. And he wasn't actually a naval officer. Oh, okay. He, you know, he traded a lot by ferry. And actually, 
other sea captains and naval officers, I think they were kind of jealous personally of his eagerness in the trade and how well he was doing. So they called him the Commodore in jest and it stuck. How funny. So anyway, that's why even the symbol of because there's other symbols out there that would be you know unity and and what the football team was wanting to convey but they went with the nautical since they're the commodores from cornelius that's what they went with i like that anchor down all right back in alabama we have war eagle war eagle oh my gosh back to the old iron bowl game again those alabamans I, i know they're serious about their football well The most popular legend about this battle cry dates back to the first time Auburn actually met with Georgia on the football field. Okay. In 1892. These are crazy dates. So apparently there was a Civil War veteran in the stands that day with an eagle that the old soldier had found on a battlefield during the war. Oh my goodness. He had kept it as a pet for almost 30 years. Okay, so the story goes, <laughs> okay. according to witnesses, the eagle suddenly broke free and began majestically circling the playing field. As the eagle soared, Auburn began a steady march toward the Georgia end zone for a thrilling victory. Elated at their team's play and taking the bird's presence as an omen of success. Oh, for sure. Auburn students and fans began to yell War Eagle to spur on their team. But this is where I'm like, oh, we'll have to turn this around to make this an uplifting conversation. Oh, okay, great. At the game's end, the eagle took a sudden dive, crashed into the ground and died. Are you serious? They leave that part out, I'm sure, a lot. So, but that's where apparently this war cry. So this guy had this eagle for 30 years and then takes said, it to the game so he with takes him. It, so i'm just i don't know i'm also I'm just telling i know you but is... now i'm really curious did he take this bird everywhere yeah or was it like let's take the bird out or he needs some fresh air was this know. like this feel was this even him trying to be like i feel like this eagle should be their mascot i mean this <laughs> this bird is amazing i'm just gonna take him to the game They're the tigers but i'm gonna make it i'm gonna see what it, what he's got and just see if there's any you know, sort of favor or something that lines up at the game. That's crazy. That I don't know. But I do know because I've been to a game there. If you get there 25 minutes before the kickoff, you get to see this happen where they let the Yeah, because now they've trained, trained them. Bring it back in. Um, but yeah, this is supposedly the story of where this was birthed and the cry became. That's, yeah, it almost reminds me of the Peabody ducks, right? <laughs> it just kind of was this thing where they put some ducks that and were just ran with it wild, forever. Wild decoys in the hotel lobby fountain, and now they're still doing it. Yeah, hundred I mean, years later, over a hundred years later, yeah, they're still doing it. So, anyway, there have been seven other eagles since that. That doesn't seem like very many. They live a long time, don't they? That have served as the symbol of Auburn spirit. Wow, they're proud so, of it too. Oh, they love to say that. Yeah. yeah. Again, like a greeting, you know, it's a hello, it's a goodbye, it's heard during the game. (laughs) It's an all-inclusive. All right, I know we mentioned on the front end of this that a lot of teams just say go and then fill in their mascot name, you know, go balls, go tigers, you know, whatever. Yeah. So there are a few, though, that I wanted to mention that 
they do a little different kind okay. of spinoff or variation that, you know, it's not necessarily a peculiar thing like some of these others, but it's worth a mention because it comes from something, you know, something in fun. their history. So University of Georgia, the Bulldogs, they would say go dogs, but they spell it D-A-W-G-S, dogs, go dogs. So this is yelled at football games, you know, again, it's it's wherever you want to cheer it or chant it. But there is a guy named Gene Blue, quote, quotes, <laughs> Gene Blue Robbins. We love nicknames around here. <laughs> he was actually a Maryland guy that started following Georgia football in the mid-1970s and apparently pronounced dogs in an unusual way. Dogs. His mid-Atlantic accent, he was trying to have a southern drawl. Okay. Like, it was kind of his attempt at sounding okay. Southern, and it just made it sound more like, go dogs. Dogs. So, that's how they, why they decided Got to. Their spelling That's like who that. he, or who I saw credited with the different spelling of, of dogs. And then LSU, Louisiana State University, they're Tigers, go Tigers, but they are, the go is G-E-A-U-X. Oh, yeah. Yes. For go, that comes from the French Cajun character of Baton Rouge, which is where they're at in South Louisiana. But I do hear people saying who dat a lot with LSU. Who dat? That's a, yeah. Yeah, Louisiana thing, isn't it? You hear it around the New Orleans Saints as well. And I couldn't find a good story on how that came to be. So somebody needs to write us and tell us. Who dat? (laughs) Who dat? Who dat out there know about who dat? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we want to know about who that. Okay, well, I'll tell you if you've ever been to Oxford, oh, Ole gosh. Miss. Yep, it's inseparable when you're in old at Ole Miss. Uh-huh. You're gonna hear "Hotty Toddy." Yep, "Hotty Toddy." Again, kind of a greeting. If you see anybody in uh-huh. the colors and the logo, you say "Hotty Toddy" yeah. to each other. Uh, again, kind of a mystery as to how this came to be. I actually don't know anything about this one. I'm really glad we're talking about this one. Well, I wonder, because I think when I hear hotty toddy, I'm like, you know, I think of a hot toddy. Right. Hot toddy, a cocktail that heals. (laughs) Right. When I have a sore throat, hotty toddy. I need a hot toddy. Yes. (laughs) That's what I think of. Yeah. But there's no concrete answer that explains what it truly means. But some speculate it was developed after the Virginia Tech regimental band called the Heidi Tidies derived from a chair used through World War II associated with the description of a warm alcoholic drink or a term referred referred to the perceived sentiment of the Ole Miss student body. Okay. Uh, the first evidence of the phrase being actually written out, it was then written Heidi Tidy. Okay. Appeared in the November 19th, 1926, copy of the Mississippian. And it had this cheer. Okay. Which had Heidi Tidy, gosh almighty. Okay. Cheer. Okay. <laughs> I love that. So, ever since the cheer with slightly different spelling in the opening line, it's been passed down by Rebel fans. And ESPN's Doug Ward wrote, Hotty Toddy is the spirit of all Miss. Which extends much further than just the Grove and their mm-hmm. athletics. Mm-hmm. It's just anytime you see one another again, that greeting of Hotty Toddy. So somehow morphed from Heidi Tidy. That's a weird one. 
That is. It's strange. But yeah, like we said, nicknames morph. These chants have... A lot of what I'm hearing is uh, songs that included some sort of a line it got extracted from. And then a lot of... It is amazing how much reporters... That's what I was about to say. ...have influence on things. Yes. Not just football things. Yes. all kinds of culture things yes. where a phrase will just people will run with it yeah yeah some unique way of saying something even if it's not the headline of the story yeah. but it's like that interesting way they reviewed something yeah. yeah the power of journalism yeah i know sticks for centuries it's so in these true. cases you know yeah it's so true. Yeah, I know. That's pretty this crazy is. to this think is centuries about. now. Yeah, and their name still goes back to the first time it was used. Wow. So, wow. well, we, of course, where we live, and we know the SEC better than ACC, or mm-hmm. I'm sure they have wonderful cheers as well that are unusual. Yeah, I mean, I there's... Mean, um, Gosh, I even think about there's Sikkim um, Bears at Baylor. I'm doing the claw like oh, you yeah, do yeah. with that one. Sikkim Bears. There's um, Boomer Sooner, Oklahoma. There's um, Reckham is Georgia, oh, Georgia Tech. Tech. Yes. Right. There's the heart more. of Atlanta. There's more. And yeah. We did our best to cover <laughs> some of the ones that we... Some of the ones we thought were weird. We knew or that we've heard the most. Ooh, pig. Silly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, if I was a cheerleader and they wanted me to wear a pig um, snout, I don't know. I'm saying no to You're that. like, I look too cute. I'm not going to look this cute. 20-year-old body on. to put a pig costume on. Yeah. Well, again, if anybody knows who dat, I want to know. <laughs> I liked the way you put that. I don't know if I could replicate the way you said that so well earlier. And again, we invite you to join us here in our hometown of Franklin, Tennessee, October 30th for our very first ever live podcast event it's with our be good. special, special guest, Sean of the South. He'll be doing his thing. If you've ever had the privilege of getting to see him, then you know exactly what to expect. But he actually hasn't done his whole performance here, here in Franklin or the in Nashville the area. Middle Tennessee area before. So uh, this is really unique and special for us to get to have him coming. And you know, it would make for a great friend night out, a good fun like girls time or date night. Date I night. mean, he's a dude's dude. He he is. Bring it bring your boyfriend, your husband. He is. You could bring book club. In fact, like we said earlier, he's make his book your next book. Talking about his latest release, which we just got a pre-release copy of. I'm looking at it. it I haven't even opened it, but I'm looking at it. It sure is cute. You are my sunshine. What's the little um, small part there say? A a story of love, promises, and a really long bike ride. I love him so much. Okay, Um, but I believe I have heard him say before that his mom used to sing this song to him. Yes. Yes. So I look forward to hearing all the... That's exactly right. All the sweetness around it. In fact, he'll probably share a little bit about that song. Maybe he'll even play that song (gasps) with us that night. And I think he likes it because he... What I heard him say about this book is that song is a lot of people's like standard of a a good memory or heartfelt memory. I've sung it to my dog before. I'm not going to lie. I have too. (laughs) I have too. I sung it to my black lab and yeah, she was my sunshine. 
Okay. Well, again, tickets are available for you listeners now because we wanted you to get get to have the first dibs on that. That's right. And we will open it up for public sale on Friday, September 2nd. We hope you'll have a wonderful week. Lainey, peace be with you. And also with y'all.